Welcome into the newest episode of Side Mission. Like always, I'm your host, Rusty Ellis, joined today by two of the boys in person. That's right, for these next four episodes, get ready. You're going to hear all of us in person. Just two of us, there's three of us in total on this one. I'm joined today by Kyle and Thacker. Boys, y'all are here in Cookville. Let's fucking roll. Let's go. Let's fucking roll. All right, so today we are talking about a game that actually was literally, we say this a lot, this game was actually on none of our radars because none of us knew this game even existed until Thacker found it. And Thacker, just kind of start by just telling us a little bit about how you found this game, what piqued your interest about Demon's Tear. Gotcha. So the one thing that, finding this game was out of the blue, nowhere needed. Uh, was at an anime convention back in Memphis, and while there, they had a couple of video games stands. They had the video game room and everything. And looking around, of course, looking for retro games, I found uh, Premium Editions and looked at some of their games, thought it was cool, started talking to one of the like head guys there, and come to find out, Demon's Tier Plus... Was actually a game that had just came out not long ago. Literally had the same quality art styles as some of the people from Mortal Kombat. And it was one of those that just really stuck out to me. So I went and, of course, picked the game up myself. Mm -hmm. Did an unboxing video of it because it looked really good. And... That same night of night one, ended up talking to Colin. Yeah, he talked to us about it. Yeah, you and convinced them to actually let me pick it up for him as well because Kyle being the huge roguelike and Rusty liking the challenges from like Dark Souls. Yeah, I was like, this game would be perfect for us to just at least sit back and chill on. So you got us this again, this premium edition. So gamers for gamers. I'm assuming that's the. Uh, Yeah, is that the developer or? um, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. And you got us these premium editions. So, it, it, we say Gamers for Gamers. That's the developer. I like the name, first of all, if that's the developers. I actually do like the name. Yeah, same. The actually, act- premium <laughs> edition is actually the uh, the company for it. Oh, premium edition is the uh, company. Yeah. Okay. I, okay, that's a cool name, like too. They, like they have got a lot of stuff. That's really cool. So, you bought us both. You didn't bring Kyle's on this trip. We have to hoe <laughs> you a little bit for that. Look, I blame, I blame <laughs> Matthias on the simple fact of yeah. the man came home late. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but you obviously, you got us these these special editions of it that were 50 bucks a piece? Uh, I think they were 50, 60. 50 or 60? Okay. Uh, talk, talk to me. Tell us kind of like what all is in it. Obviously, mine is sealed. I bought the game digitally since I knew we were going to do an episode on it. And I know Kyle said he was going to do the same and keep his mm-hmm. sealed. Um, just because it's really cool, and I would love to just keep this in mint condition. It's a really awesome cover, really awesome box design. Uh, what all comes with this? So, in the Demon's Tier Premium Edition, right, it comes with quite a bit of things. Uh, and just off the top of my head, it was actually $50. $50, got it. So, That's inside of it, it comes with the retail game with the art from, of course, the Mortal Kombat guys yeah. on the front cover of it. You get the game for game, the games for gamers exclusive slip cover. Yeah, that's cool. Um, the manual and the cool thing about any premium edition game, it comes with a challenge card. Those challenge cards, you're actually able to go through the game, complete these challenges. When you do that, you'll take a picture of your screen, the case, yeah. and the challenge card. Send it in, and they'll send you a legitimate like jacket patch. That's cool. So you can actually. 
That is really kind cool. of show what you've done. Yeah. But the cool thing about this premium edition, it also came with the pre-order bonus tag. Yeah. I will say the one thing I like about this is that you mentioned all the stuff that comes with it. Like, it's not big, though. Like, the box is not big, and it's not overbearing. Yeah. Like, I think that's the problem with, like, how, I know you don't have a lot of collection editions, but I feel like that's one thing with collection editions that I steer away from is that the boxes are just kind of overwhelming. I don't really have anywhere to put them. Yeah. I like that this is a more, a smaller package. I like that. Yeah, it's definitely one that would be nice to, like, display with the rest of my, uh, you know, my collector's editions, my steelbooks and stuff. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this game. Yeah. Um, I think that it's really different. It, it kind of sets itself apart from other roguelikes I've played, like Binding of Isaac and Returnal, because in this Hades game... Hades as well, yeah. Yeah, you kind of... You go through, and you have a, a five-minute uh, timer on each floor, which is pretty new to me. Um, after five minutes, a Reaper comes in, and you basically have to run away from them if you haven't finished your objectives. Um, it's it's you know it's kind of stressful because yeah. you really got to time where you're gonna go and what you're doing. But also, it really feels a little bit more strategic, and I like it because on a lot of roguelikes, I'll spend you know almost an hour on a floor just you know dicking around, and it you know it, it kind of forces that progression. But yeah. with each level or each floor, I would say it doesn't give you necessarily items like other roguelikes do that would kind of change your build. It allows you to upgrade your character, which I think is fantastic. That's one of my favorite mechanics in the game. Yes, it's really cool. Because it's not reliant solely on RNG to get good weapons, to get good, you know, stats for health, for uh, defense. You can kind of build what you want and... The multiple character selection is really cool paired with the upgrade system because if you get a character who does hella damage but they have no health, you know that taking you need them to upgrade in, health. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to be like, oh, I, I hope I get an item that increases my health. You just know I need gold to focus on you know health and defense. This game really, I feel like, does a good job of setting itself apart with all the mechanics that they use for the you know kind of a class building system. I do like that for a roguelike, and I, obviously my experience with this genre is not as deep as y'all's. I've played Returnal, I've played Hades, I've played this. I've Deathloop kind of has roguelike mm -hmm. tendencies to it, but it's not a full-on roguelike. Uh, I do like that you're not praying to RNG Jesus the entire time. I do like <laughs> that there's, there's a certain level of planning, there's a certain level of strategy that goes into it. Again, you mentioned if you have a character that does high damage but maybe doesn't have health, I know that the, I think it was the wizard was the first one that I unlocked when we did some co-op. Mm -hmm. And the co-op's fantastic as well. Um, yes. Ran really, really well. Was really surprised by it. Um, the fact that, like, it, the, the wizard does a lot of damage but only has one heart, meaning you can only really take two, three hits and you're dead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas with, like, the knight, you start off, you can take probably 10 to 12 hits. Because you start with three hearts. You yeah. start with three hearts. You, you, yeah. Hearts, you can take 10 to 12 hits and be fine while still putting out a decent amount of damage. So that tells you, okay, I need to upgrade my health. The wizard also doesn't move fast. You need to upgrade speed. Mm -hmm. When you use ranged attacks, you also need to be able to hit from further away. So there's a strategy to it. I think I like the co-op. I didn't love... One thing I didn't love about the co-op at first, but I appreciate it in retrospect now, you do have to split the gold that you find to upgrade that with the person you're co-oping with. Mm -hmm. And again, adds to that strategy element. I really, I actually really do like that because... I feel like it'd be really easy to get overpowered if yes. you both had access to like eighteen hundred yeah. gold and were able to just power yourselves up. It'd be really, really easy, especially on the on the the lower tiers. It'd be really, really easy to just kind of burn through it. 
But there's a certain level of strategy here. You're not again. It's not just all RNG. RNG is fine in certain doses. There are certain roguelikes though where you, if you don't get the right RNG, you might as well reset. Yeah. And I know that for you, especially when you were platinuming Returnal, yeah, that was pretty much your life. Yeah. I mean, that was that was my life with Binding of Isaac yeah. every time. Yeah. That so, game is nothing but RNGs. So yeah. it, it's it's again it's nice to not have to solely solely rely on that. But uh, let's also let's talk about the story a little bit. Obviously, we've talked about the combat. The combat's a lot of fun. Uh, I think the other thing going, kind of like that leads into the story. I love the artistic style of this game. Kind of that yes. that eight bit that sixteen bit style. I don't know if it's eight bit or sixteen bit. I'm kind of an idiot. Um, <laughs> the bit style. It, the, the, the bit the bit style. I, I like that. It's that old school vibe. The 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 music's compressed yes. like that old school. It's a throw. This is a throwback to like the '90s and the '80s when it comes to gaming. And I think that if you like old school games for that reason, you need to give this a try. So, Thacker, talk about the story a little bit because the story is obviously very deep. We've put some time in on it. I haven't had a chance to completely play the entire game because I'm assuming it's very, very long. There's three tiers to each uh, set of floors. And there's 15 floors in each tier? At least in the first tier. Okay. Because... I personally haven't made it past the first tier. We've spent we've all spent some time with the game and I don't know if any of us have gotten past the first tier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fifteen floors, that just Yeah, fifteen floors in the first tier. That's daunting enough. I can only imagine it gets probably gets harder like on the other two tiers. After, on every third floor. Like and, and the challenge. And the boss fights that we've seen are really, really fun. Kind, yes. kind of bullet bullet helly. I, I really like that. Uh I mean to, they're tense but they're fun. Like that's yeah, the thing is yeah. like they're not tense where you're just sitting there like you know, with your cheeks clenched, like <laughs> you're, you're, they're, they're fun. Where like you can sit there and have a conversation with somebody while also focusing on what you're doing. They're they're really fun. The designs are really cool. Uh, Thacker, let's talk about the story a little bit. Gotcha. So the main story with this is, of course, you got Thalskar, who is this hated king. Um, with that, with most hated kings, you're gonna have some fun with that. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's consumed by hatred and. Fearsome urges, I guess. Um, as many kings are, I think. As yep, many. yep. Um, <laughs> pretty much doing this becomes this dark, diabolical being and ends up spreading plague all over the world. Right. Yeah. So he's he's got humanity almost on the brink of destruction. You've got flooding of the world of, with monsters. There's just so much going on with it. And of course, in the beginning, you're gonna you're gonna realize like it's a little harder to follow the story. Yeah. But once you start playing more of it, you'll start understanding more and more of it. I think that's just I think that's just a factor of it being a roguelike. I don't think that's yeah. a, I don't think that's a negative at all. I think that's no, just a factor of it. I think that's just roguelikes, and uh, you know, you learn more about the stories you go. And these games are never easy, so it's yeah. You know, with like again, you know, we've mentioned the three. You know, the binding, binding of Isaac, Returnal, Hades. You learn more about those stories as you go, and you die a lot in those games. So yes. you might only get story bits. You know every hour or so that you play. So you might go quite a long, a long time without getting any story bits. This one, I will say, I like that... I think that this was a product of there being a timer on each level. There's constant progression, and I feel like you constantly get fed bits of the story a lot more consistently because of that timer. Because, Kyle, you mentioned it with you know Returnal. Yeah. You can spend a lot of time in one area just trying to unlock everything, finding the right gear, finding the right weapons. This one, it's... No, you got five minutes... 
Yeah. Get what you need, finish your objective, and go. I will say with the roguelike of this game, it's really awesome, and I want to see what y'all think. Um, that each floor, of course, has that roguelike of it being different, but with that comes the challenges as well, like the missions. Yeah, the missions were another. <clears throat> I did love that part of it as well, Kyle. You can you can talk a little bit about that. I did yeah, love that I, as well. I I think that's another thing that really helps set this game apart from other roguelikes. Is in other roguelikes, most of you know the objective is either get to the end and you know find the way to the next floor, whether that be a hole or a door, or get to the end and beat the boss and then go to the next floor. Um, this one you get an objective for each floor outside of a boss room. And I think it's really fun because it changes the way you're going to play. Because even though, you know, like, with roguelikes, I feel like you can kind of get used to the map changes because you know what enemies you're going to see on each floor. But with the missions changing as well as the maps and the end, like, all of this stuff constantly built in to, you know, really be you know, forcing you to think and strategize your way through this game, it really, really, you know, helps set itself apart. And I love the way that they, you know, incorporate other objectives than just, you know, go in, upgrade your character, and, you know, beat the boss. Because it's fun when, you know, you've got a minute left, you're trying to find those last two chests, or, you know, you've got to find a couple of enemies, you look at the map, and there's one square all the way in the far right corner, yeah. and you're in the bottom left corner, and you got to run because that Reaper's coming... It's it's tense, but it feels so good to get to that boss with your fully upgraded character and just whoop his ass or get whooped, <laughs> depending on how your build went. But it, it feels really good to get there and beat that boss because, it, like Rusty said, it, it's that constant feel of progression that yes. I think really ties this game in for me. I... Don't really. I don't necessarily enjoy games where I play for twenty hours and I feel like I'm still in you know the Tutorial same state. Mode, basically, that I, yeah. yeah. I love that you know they really not just you know show the progression with the character upgrade system, but also after you you know beat the first boss, other stores open up in the village, and then I'm assuming as you go on there will be other items that come in. You know. Obviously, after you beat the bosses, you can get a scroll that unlocks a weapon. That is also really, really interesting. I still can't believe Rusty got, like, the final weapon. <laughs> yeah, for the wizard! For the wizard. I know. Like, first I'm try. excited about first, that. First try with it. I, I've, I'm telling you, I will actually grind this game now to make sure I can use that. I'm yeah. so serious. I, <laughs> what, 100,000 D tokens? 100,000 yeah. D tokens, which I think that's a good segue. We can talk about those now, because D tokens... And I think that there's a good comparison here. There's an easy comparison here for the Deacons because because when you build them up while you're in the tiers, you build them up while you're going through levels, and if you die, you essentially drop a tombstone and you have one shot to go back and get them. Now, for anybody who has listened to us before, that sounds very, 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 very familiar, and it's a good comparison because that's pretty much what From Software does in all of the Souls games with your souls, with runes and Elden Ring, with Blood Echoes and Bloodborne. It's a very, very good mechanic, and I think that it's it's different here, and I loved that, you know, in Solo, obviously, yes, you have to go back and get it yourself. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of stress there, there's a lot of tension there, and that ramps up the gameplay. In Co-op, your Co-op partner can actually shoot your tombstone and resurrect you. Now, you won't have that much health, but you'll be back, and you've got a chance to keep going, as long as, you know, both of you, as long as at least one of you can stay alive. I'm really yeah. glad y'all got to try the co-op, because I'm jealous. The co-op, the co-op <laughs> is, is top-notch, I think. I think yes. for couch co-op, which 
in today's day and age, I don't know how much of a place Couch Co-op has. I think that online is just taken over. I think Couch Co-op probably still has a place somewhere, but this is really good Couch Co-op. This yeah. it's really good. I, I don't I don't think that I don't think there's any I don't I didn't experience any problems with it. I didn't feel any latency. Yeah. I don't, again, it feels old school, and that's that's what this is. It's a throwback to old games, and I really like that. I like. I liked a lot of things about this game. So the question is, where do we think this game could get even better? Because I think if I had to score it, I'm probably, and again, keep in mind, I'm at about maybe two hours of playtime when you hear this, but I, but I am I'm anxious to go and play more. Uh, I, I'd probably give this about a, between a 7.5 and, and an 8 out of 10. I, I think that's a pretty fair yeah. review, and I think that's a really good score. Uh, what do we think this game could do to improve, Kyle? I'll start with you. What do you think this game could do to improve? Um, honestly, I I would say that the couch co-op is fun. I think it would be fun to have an online co-op mode. On the same hand, I do understand that you know, with this being on the Switch, yeah, their online is not as stable as say the PlayStation or the Xbox, and so that may have been the reason why they decided not to include it because. The worst part of playing a roguelike co-op is getting to, you know, say you're on the fourth or fifth floor, you are deep in here, and then your partner disconnects, and you have to go through the rest of the game by yourself. Yeah. Mm. Especially in a game like this where you're splitting gold, I would be really pissed if my if my partner disconnected yeah. because they used half my gold. <laughs> um Yeah, that's I that's something I think that, you know, if it was possible. I think would be cool um, if it's if it's not totally understandable because of you know the the hardware it's on. Um, yeah. Other than that, I think honestly, I don't really have a lot of. This is a good game. Yeah, I, I don't really There's have not, a lot of things I would change about I, this. I game. will say this: I would love because I feel like in a lot of older games, and there, there's a lot of games you can compare this to. Um, I, I would have loved to have seen maybe four player couch co-op. Yes. I think four play, four cool. player would have been really cool. Would have been really hectic. Uh, I, I I think I think that with all the characters, I definitely think there's there's a way that that would work. Obviously, these guys develop the games; so they know what's possible and what's not. Yeah, and two works perfectly fine. I would have loved four player to where all of us could get on there, play it, experience the game, and, and grind it because it's it, again really fun game. Thacker, what do you think? Honestly, that that was that was pretty much y'all literally hit the same thing. Um, four player co op um, on the simple fact of you've got so many options with characters, you've got so many abilities that you can do, making each run different. Mm-hmm. And that I feel like that four player couch co op would make the biggest of difference. Yeah. Um, and honestly, even if you added online. It again just brings in so much difference to it. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, you know, we didn't even mention like the fact that in these uh, in the tiers, I think one of the coolest things that I like about the combat is being able to find the like the characters that are in cages. Yes, the that's, prisoners. Yeah. The, the finding the prisoners like that's probably one of the coolest things is finding them, adding them essentially as another weapon. Yeah, and Thacker's words using them as a shield if you have low health. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I had, I had to at some point. <laughs> but I, I thought that was really cool because again, you kind of see different characters in action. You might get the cleric. Uh, you know, you might you might find the wizard. Like there, there, there you, you you find different characters and you kind of see what they have to offer and 
they're not cheap to unlock. You've got to grind the D yeah. tokens. I think though, uh, for think my first silver. run, what what? I was gonna say I think the silver keys are only a thousand D tokens. Well, I'm talking about like the, well, to I'm talking about I'm like unlock the actual characters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, yeah like obviously playable. the the silver keys you need to unlock more than a thousand D tokens, but the D tokens like that you need to unlock characters. I mean, the cheapest one is like a little less than five thousand. Albeit in my run, I mean, I ended up with twenty one thousand, which I stupidly. Instead of buying a couple keys, I instead went and tried to buy more than one character, and it did not work. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I, I liked I, I liked how much you could do with the D tokens as well, like the buying, going to the blacksmith, yes. get, unlocking better weapons, unlocking better characters, buying potions, buying items. That choice feels like it matters. Yes, you know, for that specific run, it feels like it matters. And again. I think that one of the best parts of this game, and I'll let you talk about it a little bit, Thacker, because you, you think you talk about this a lot whenever we do these reviews. The art style is probably one of the things I love most about this game. The art yes. style is phenomenal. Honestly, it is. It's even outside the game. You've got so much with just the cases. It looks beautiful. You can see a lot of the details. You can see how much time was put into this game. And then when you go through and actually get into the game, of course you have that bit style look, but it works. It works really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where looking at it, you can actually see everything clearly. It's not some of these older bit style games that you're just like, what's really going on? It's it's pretty clear to see what's going on. And even in the cutscenes, it's beautiful. The in the in the actual gameplay itself, it might have yeah. that like kind of chunky look to it at times, but even still, that's giving you the opportunity to see exactly how much is going on and see what all. It kind of gives you more perspective of what kind of power the Switch has with yeah. more of these eight big games. And I yeah. think this is like the fact that this game is on the Switch. I think mm-hmm. this is a, like the Switch is the system where I think this a game like this shines because the Switch really is an indie machine. You know, when yeah. you when you when you take away like first party games like your Mario's, your Zelda's, you take those away, indie games really do shine on the Switch, and I think that's a perfect pairing for a game like this. You mentioned kind of that that chunky style. I will say, like, one thing that worries me about games that have that style is being able to like read text or everything. But it's really easy to read. I mean, it's I didn't I didn't have any problems with that. And yeah. someone as bad an eyesight as I have, I mean, I didn't I didn't have any problems with that. So I thought it was again. I, I really enjoyed this game. I would I would honestly I would like to see more from these guys. Whether yes. it be a sequel to this game or another roguelike, I think that they have some fantastic ideas that they have implemented into this game. It's creative as hell. Yes. It's and creative as hell. If they it's were to continue making, you know, roguelikes, I would I would buy them. I'd play them because yeah. they really struck gold, I think, with the whole class system, you know, not just being able to choose different characters and, you know, kind of focus on what you want to build upon, but also outside of that, the weapons, the keys, the potions, all the stuff that you can kind of take in where most roguelikes... Give you nothing. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. You start and Give it's bare nothing. bones. I really enjoy that you can go out, you know, and also one other thing I don't think we really talked about, okay. the fact that you can just leave at 
anytime. Yes, yes. That's it's the, the, the strategy. Rope. Yes, the strategy of it. it essentially works like an escape rope from Pokemon. Yes, where you're in a cave, it just takes you back, you know, to the entrance. Yeah, it essentially works like that. That is my favorite mechanic because you get to keep all of your D tokens and stuff that you you know collected through the run. Whenever you're ready to go, you know, if you got one heart left and you don't think you can make it, you know, any further, you can just leave, keep all of your <laughs> stuff, go buy, you know, some new weapons, buy a new character or something. I, I think that, that that was a really, really good mechanic. I mean, actually, that adds more to it. Not just the magic rope, but you also have the potions that you can take in with you yes. to yeah. actually help you make sure that you have more health. Yeah. And to touch up on your wish of wanting to see more, do check out their website because there is so much more on it. I think that, that will just yeah. kind of throw you for a loop sitting here looking at stuff and seeing what kind of stuff there is to play. I think yeah. the number one thing that sticks out about when you look at everything from Premium Edition, I, I really like the creativity behind it all. Like I, I, I've always said, and people that have listened to this podcast know, we, we, we don't blow smoke. We're, we're not out here... We're not out here, to, like, I'm not going to say we're not out here to make friends, because friends are important, but, like, <laughs> but like we're not out here to just, like, to talk, not, you know, to talk good, just, to, you know, to blow smoke. Like, if we think something's good, we'll talk about it, and we'll say that it's good. I mean, we're honest, like... Look at Dying Light's episode. Yeah, our, Di- our Dying Light episode, we were brutal in that game. We weren't very nice to Mario Strikers. <laughs> like, but, again... This is a high quality game. Demons Tear. It's on the eShop right now, obviously. It's on there for $9.99 right now. Uh, I don't you, know if the pre I don't know if this edition is on their website. I, um, obviously it's very limited because you know you said it's on there's only twelve hundred copies of this and this is copy four sixty. I know you tried to get copy four twenty for Kyle. I tried. I tried, <laughs> tried so hard. It was already claimed. So was copy sixty nine. Yeah. Uh, every everything that had sixty nine in it was already claimed. Four twenty was claimed. So um, you tried. So, but I at least tried to get the three numbers in succession for us. Yeah, that and, is and, cool. And um, to be fair, believe like, it or not, like yeah. this game is sold out on their website. So, wow. but I mean, if you're looking for a new game on like the eShop, this 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 is a great place to start because this this again, I'm sure you can get endless hours of entertainment out of this. Uh, so premium premium edition did a really really good job with Demon Steer. I think this is uh, we can mark this down as a win. Most um, definitely. I will be interested to see. Obviously, there's a lot of big games. We and we end a lot of these episodes like this where we talk about like in the long run, like where we think these games will end up. Uh, I don't know if this game will end up in our top ten, but I'm now intrigued. I'm now intrigued to see by the time we get to December. Uh, I'm intrigued to see where this thing ends up actually falling because, I, I mean, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It could very well end up in the top in our top ten. Yeah, it, it has a good um, chance of making your number. I think at the very least, I think this thing's almost a lock for an honorable mention, or at yes. least at the very least, it's a lock for at least getting some votes to get into the yeah. top ten. Yeah. Um. So that's Demon's Tier Premium Edition, really, really excellent roguelike on the Switch, and that is going to do it for this episode of Side Mission. You can follow Kyle Thacker, Matt, and myself all on Twitter. Uh, I would say all of our our handles, but uh, they're all too confusing to remember. <laughs> <laughs> But you can also follow us on Twitter at SideMissionPod as well. Uh, that is going to wrap it up for this episode of Demon's Tear. For Kyle, for Thacker, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.